Hey, this is Jamie, the Master of Circumstance, and you're listening to the Master of Circumstance podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. So uh, the last couple of weeks I've had my family on. So Sandra was on uh, a couple of weeks ago, and then Will was on last week. And today I want to I take some time just processing that. I've had some comments and, you know, they it, it's just interesting, right? So like one thing that really stood out to me is how you know, a couple comments like, wow, it's really neat to hear from your family and that it's really how you live your life, not just a shtick that you do. Like, this is like really how you, how you do life. So that was really, uh, that was, that was complimentary. That really felt nice to hear. Cause it is, I, I everything that I, that I tell you guys to do or think about or, any of it, right? Like really, this is something, anything I talk about, it's what I ascribe to personally. You know, a lot of this stuff is my personal experience. You know, yeah, I've learned through classroom and I've learned through other people and I've learned through life experience, but I've put this stuff into practice and I know it works. And I think that's what makes it so effective, right? And and quite frankly, you know, not patting my own back, but like what makes me so effective is that I come at, at life with some real world experience, right? It's not just theory. Uh, it's it's practical application, right? So uh, today, one thing that really stood out to me that I want to talk about is this whole idea of right and wrong. So back in in 2008, I worked for uh, a gentleman uh, whose name was Bob Corcoran, and he owned a real estate coaching company. Now, you know, I thought I was going to go in there and be a real estate coach, and that was not the case. I was the salesman to create the coaching but that gave Bob an under, uh, an opportunity to get to know me and hear what I was up to. Cause I was really at that time, I was starting to do a little bit of coaching from you know, what I had done at landmark. And, uh, when, when I, when I started working there, Bob would have conversations with me and, you know, Bob charged $4,000 a month for four one hour sessions. So basically he was a thousand dollar an hour coach for, for real estate professionals, right? So uh, getting to talk to Bob and hang out with Bob was, man, you know, it was like drinking from a fire hose. One conversation that he and I had that really made a lasting impact on me and really changed my mind about, well, it, it just helped me view the world in a completely different way was his conversation on right and wrong. And, uh, you know, I'd heard this in other ways, in other forums, in other other conversations, but the way he had the conversation with me, for whatever reason, it stuck. So today, I'd like to recreate that conversation with you guys. So as I had this, so so I want to have this conversation with you. Sorry about that. So he comes to me and he says, he says, Jamie, what if I told you, so I'm going to say this. So what if I told you 
that outside of morality, and when I say morality, what I really mean here is outside of what we're used to as right, wrong, good, bad, right? Outside of morality. So morality would be uh, lying, cheating, stealing, killing, like that, like morality, right? Like we all can agree that those are not okay things to do, right? So outside of morality, there is no right or, right or wrong. There's just possible ways of being. So I'm like, well, I don't know if I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I buy that. He says, okay, good. He says, what's something that you're passionate about? I'm like, I'm not really passionate about much, dude. And he says, okay, so what's the right way to cut the grass? So I will say this as well. In my practice, I've learned there's two things that are really people are really passionate about in marriage. How to cut the grass and how to load the dishwasher. So you can interchange those, no problem, okay? So what's the uh, what's the right way to cut the grass? And I said, well, you know, you you go out and you weed eat first, and and then you you know you get your lawnmower and and you know you you cut in squares on the outside, moving in a spiral necessarily direction to the middle. He says, okay, that's one way. And I said, well, that's that's what I have found to be the best way to do that. He said, okay, good. He says, so what about uh, people who have lawnmowers that aren't mulching? He said, which way should you blow it, in or out? And I'm like, well, of, cor- of course you blow it out, right? <clears throat> because if you blow it in, now you're cutting that grass two, three times. And it clogs up the lawnmower and it makes it a lot harder. He says, what about people that go back and forth where they blow it out, but then they run back over because they're going to run it over because they're blowing it out every time. They're just going back and forth up and down the, the lines. And I said, again, that's problematic. So we go through all these ideas. And what about weed eating after? Why not weed it after? Why do you have to weed it before? So, so I got all my reasons about why my idea, my way is the best way. He says, now I want to point something out to you. He said, Jamie, what do you do? When you're driving down the road and you see someone cutting the grass in a way that you don't cut the grass. And I was like, well, I I say to myself, well, what are they doing? They must not know what they're doing. Why would they do it that way? That's stupid. He says, exactly. He says, so what what you're saying and what you're doing is you're in judgment. And I was like, oh, I never really considered that being a judgment. He says, yeah, because you're judging them as, you know, good, bad, right, wrong, on your side, not on your side, against you, for you, with you, all of that, right? And I was like, man, okay, yeah, so I'm, I'm following you. He says, so what I'd like for you to do, Jamie, is I want you to get out of judgment and into curiosity. I thought, man, okay, so what does that mean? So, so when you're curious, you are looking at, I wonder why they do it the way that they do. I wonder why they cut the grass that way. I wonder why they do 
anything. I wonder how, why they load the dishwasher that way. Because see, what we have to really make the distinction of is we've got to make the distinction of preference versus the right or best way. Because in a lot of things in our life, there's just a lot of preference that's around. <clears throat> but it's not necessarily good or bad or the right way or the wrong way. It's just how you either were taught to do it or you like to do it. Now, if you think of uh, cutting the grass, most of us learned from our dad or our grandpa, you know, our grandpa, whoever, whoever cut the grass in the house, most of us learned from them. And that's how we've always done it because that's how they've always done it. And we look at, well, sure, that's how you do it because that's the right way. That's how I've always done it. Is that right? You, like you getting that? So now with the dishwasher, again, you know, do you run it every day when it's loaded full or do you run it half full or do you put the pots on top or on bottom or is that its own, like it's the same thing, right? So we go through and we're like, well, yeah, you're doing it wrong. How many fights do we have when we say that's wrong or my way is right when it's really just, I prefer it that way. That's how I like to do things and that's how I think it should be done. Have we ever considered that? So we're fighting over preference. So look, in a marriage or just in, in your life in general, man, if, if, if you're not doing it, at the end of the day, does it really matter how it gets done? Or is it enough that it got done? See, only you can say. I, I, I can't say that for you. But I will tell you, in my world, I let go of my way of getting it done. And I started making space for, look, man, if that's how they want to do it, that's fine with me. Now, I might give suggestions. But at the end of the day, if they're the ones doing it, let them do it that way. They'll either figure out that their way doesn't work on their own, and then they're going to come up with their own way to do it that works better. Or they're going to do it and be satisfied with it. Now, look. I'm not saying we go around laissez-faire and just willy-nilly doing everything crazy-like. However, is, is my preferential way of getting something done worth fighting over? It's not, right? It's just not. So, <clears throat> so I really, I, I started doing that in my life and I started really looking at where I was in judgment about people. And, and look, I'm, who am I to judge anybody? I've made tons of mistakes. I've, I've, I've led a jacked up life. I don't, I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect for that matter. So I don't want to be in judgment. So what I've done is I get curious. Hey, help me understand why you do it that way. And then they're going to tell me, well, I do it this way because, or, <clears throat> my grandpa taught me to do it this way, or that's how I've always done it. If I want to, then I could either say, you know, okay, cool. I get it. Or I could say, have you ever considered blah, blah, blah. 
whatever my way of doing it is. And they may take your idea and say, you know what, man, that's a great idea. I'm going to start doing that. Or they may not. And look, man, that's okay too. Don't get attached to what they do next. Only be attached to the job being done. What you'll find is when you get out of judgment and into curiosity, you're a lot less stressed about things. My wife says, I like to be bothered. Why are they doing it that way? Why are they doing it that way? And I just do that kind of like as a joking old man kind of thing, right? Wow, that's weird. I just said that I'm an old man. Huh. I'm 50 now, so I, I guess that I guess that qualifies? I don't even know. That's interesting, huh? So anyway, so she's like, you're just a grumpy old man sometimes. You just like to be bothered with people. Why they got to do it that way? Why won't they do it that way? And I do. I, I kind of play along with that. But, but deep down... I'm not stressing out about that stuff because it just it's inconsequential. It doesn't matter to me. Now, like I said, I learned this back in 2008. Hold on, I gotta take a drink. All right, so I learned this back in 2008 with Bob Corcoran. <clears throat> so since then, you know, I've had a lot of life that I've lived and I've done some therapy and and and, and I give therapy to a lot of people and I've 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 actually stumbled on some more stuff. So I start thinking about like how we are in our relationships, even with our kids. And so it doesn't matter whether you're married or not married, single, if you have kids, don't have kids. You just think about how you are with people. We like to categorize things as good, bad, or right and wrong. But what if we got out of that? What if we got out of good and bad? What if we got out of right and wrong and we got into Working or not working? What would happen then? Because see, how I think about this is if something doesn't work, what do you got to do to it? Right. You got to fix it, right? So so working, not working tends to, to lessen the stress in the conversation. If I go in with a judgment, that person is going to feel offended. They're going to feel judged. They're going to feel attacked. But if I come in and say that it's not working for me, that's going to open up the conversation to be able to be a lot more cooperative. And it's going to be working towards a solution together. It's not, hey, what you're doing is right or wrong. It's not that. But the way that you're doing what you're doing, that doesn't work for me. So does that make sense? Right? So when we get out of that judgment, getting into curiosity, get into the working and not working, we're able to to create conversations that actually work better for us. You know, we, we, we got to think about, so, so here's something that, that is intentional in our conversations. <clears throat> we got to start. So Stephen Covey, have you guys read the book, uh, the seven habits of highly effective people? So habit one is starting with the end in mind. So what does that mean? Starting with the end in mind. 
it's setting the goal of what I hope to accomplish by doing whatever it is I'm going to do. What if we did that for every conversation we were in? What if we started the conversation with the with the determined goal of you know creating a better relationship, becoming more united, finding a solution, preventing a problem from happening again? What if that was our goal? How would that change how you interact with people? I see you nodding your head there, right? It would really make a difference, right? So the Gottman Institute, I haven't, I haven't really talked about them. So the Gottman Institute's out in San Francisco. It's a husband and wife. They're a couple uh, psychologists that have been married for a long time. And all they study is marriage. They can predict, uh, watching a couple for 15 minutes, they can predict with a pretty high accuracy. I think it's 90, 96%, 94%. Uh, they can predict with a 96 or 94% accuracy whether a couple will be together in four years without any any therapy uh, interventions by how they interact over 15 minutes. Conversely, they've also discovered that you can predict with a really high accuracy in the 90% how a conversation is going to go by how it starts. So what does that mean? That means I got to really pay attention to how I start a conversation with someone. So what are good ways to start conversations? How do you normally start it? You know, a lot of us, when we start a conversation, we start it off with an attack or an accusation. You did this. This is what happened. You always, you never Dude, we can't do that. That is a mess. Because automatically now that person's on the defensive and they're going to respond in a defensive way. In other words, they're not even hearing what you have to say anymore. They've already shut down, almost going into a fight or flight response. No logic or little logic and, and, and more highly emotional because they feel attacked. They feel like they're under attack. Right. So so when you think about how you start a conversation, you should start again with the end in mind. Right. What do I want from this conversation? Well, I want my wife to see things, see my side of this, or I want her to see it how I see it, or I want her to understand the impact of her action or inaction. I want that. Right. OK, good. If that's what I want. She's going to have to be receptive to what I'm saying. If I want her receptive to what I'm saying, I cannot start that with an attack. That'll never work. So I can only start that with what we call a soft startup. So what's a soft startup? A soft startup only focuses on your emotions, on your feelings. Okay. So what you're going to say is something like this. It seems like, it appears like, I feel, am I seeing this correctly? Help me understand. Doesn't that even sound nicer? So instead of saying, 
You never empty the dishwasher anymore. I would start that conversation is with, well, first off, I would say, hey, I want to talk about the dishwasher situation. When would be a good time to do that? I want to schedule that thing first because I want to set us up for success, right? I never want to come home and say, hey, let's sit down. We got to talk about this dishwasher thing. Again, that's automatically going to put her on the defensive, right? So I'm going to ask her, hey, I want to talk about this dishwasher situation. When can we do that? Now it's fine. Under normal circumstances, depending on how big the conversation is, I will not accept now as a as a reasonable response because you're really not ready. You're just saying now's a good time. So I'd really like to have, you know, 15, 30 minutes, an hour between when you ask for the conversation and when you have the conversation. Okay. So so I want to talk about this. Okay. And then as we get into that, hey, I thought that we agreed that the dishwasher would be emptied every morning. Am I remembering that right? Sure. Okay. I thought that we agreed that you were going to do that. Is there something I have am missing in, in our conversation that that's what we agreed on? No, that's what we agreed on. Okay, what's happening then that that's not happening? Well, I've gotten busy. Okay, cool. Do we just need to revisit that and come up with a different solution? I feel like we've talked about this before. It seems like you're putting this off, right? It, it's, it's, I want to be able to be direct about, about the situation without coming off as attacking, right? That's really, and, and look, this takes time, this takes effort, and this takes some skill and really, quite frankly, practice. I've learned to start conversations especially if I don't know how I, how I, how the, how I think the conversation is going to go or really, really, I guess I should say how it's going to be received. I'll preface it. Hey, I'm not sure how to start this conversation. Dude, I look guys, I do that today. I don't know how to say this, but I want to say this in a way that doesn't come off as ugly or, or trying to start a fight. So will you give me some grace here? Let me say what I need to say, and then we can just kind of unpack it and talk about it together. Sure, that's fine. Let's go. And then I say what I need to say. Man, that makes a big difference. So going back to the Stephen Covey, right, starting with the end in mind, you can start the conversation with that. Look, I don't want to fight with you right now. I, I really want to come to a solution that's just going to work for both of us. Not good, bad, not right or wrong. How do we make this work? Because what's happening now isn't working. Now your partner is on the same page or the person you're talking to is on the same page as you and understands your intention and they're going to give you more grace to have that conversation, right? All right, guys. So that's the uh, that's the end of this episode. I wanted to talk about getting out of good, bad, getting out of right, wrong, and getting into working and not working, right? And uh, I feel like I accomplished that today. So I hope this has been helpful for you. Again, my name is Jamie. Uh, I am the master of circumstance. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, I'd love that. I'd love your feedback. Jamie at myfcinc.com. That's J-A-M-I-E at M-Y-F-C-I-N-C.com. Email me there or you can join the Facebook group. Uh, that is uh, Master of Circumstance Podcast on Facebook. All right, this is Jamie. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.